It's almost the weekend. Not quite yet, though. It's Friday. It means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Andrew Gomison. Hey, Adam. It's good to be with you again today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to be here. Well, I am very glad to be here, as always, and I'm very excited because um, today... Uh, my friends James and Nina Van Harn are with us. James and Nina have been married for 10 years. They have three children, Arlana, Evelyn, and Bennett. And we're welcoming them to talk about their family, their faith in Christ, and their joys and struggles along their life's journey. So welcome to the show, guys. I really am glad you're here. We're very glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Um, let's start out with this one. One of the things that I really try to accomplish with the Speaking for Him podcast is to encourage people to develop a closer relationship with Christ. In order to develop a closer relationship with Christ, you have to have a relationship with Christ. So could you each take a few moments to tell me how you personally came to know Jesus? I I grew up in a, a great Christian home with loving parents and... Uh, seemed to latch on more to an older generation than following the younger crowd and uh, made that personal decision to uh, commit my life to Christ about when I was 15, and I've been serving him ever since, and he has definitely proven himself faithful. That's exciting. How about you, Nina? Um, I had a similar upbringing, Christian family, Christian grandparents, um, and I believe probably was, you might say, saved when I was about six. But as far as really following the Lord was also about the age of 15. Um, that's when I realized that unless I'm 100% dedicated, it's so easy to falter. So that's when I would say I put my full trust and started following wholeheartedly. Now, one interesting aspect of my friendship with you guys is that I knew you each individually before you became a couple. That's right. So could you tell me a little bit about how you guys met and how God brought you together? Uh, we both grew up in homeschooling families, and so we were part of the same circles here and there. Uh, my sister was friends with Nina, and um, uh, I was just living life, uh, spent a lot of time at home, uh, babysat every weekend, and uh, my parents one day said, you know, we think you're ready to get married, which my whole upbringing in that is a whole other story and very foreign. But uh, uh, God had put Nina into my head as uh, uh, a girl that I wanted to get to know better. And so I called her dad and asked if we could get together to talk about me pursuing her daughter. And um, long story short, we started courting and... Three and a half months later, we were married. That's that's a really neat story, and I always appreciate hearing those stories because uh, my story is still being written, and I'm looking forward to seeing how God's going to answer that prayer. Um, Nina, what was your reaction when you found out James was interested? A little bit of shock. <laughs> uh, my I was living out of state with my aunt at the time, and my mom called me, and she said, well, uh, James is interested in you and has asked your dad to get together and talk about a courtship arrangement. And I had to ask, which brother is that? <laughs> uh, so I really did not know him well, uh, but came up and met him and was very impressed. Um, of course, he had a good reputation and his family did as well, so that made it a little easier. But the, the biggest thing came from my family giving me the advice that he was a good Christian guy and that's who I should be going for. Um, we had similar upbringings, which would make life going forward easier. And my grandpa gave me the final piece of advice, 
you know, at the time he was probably about, oh, 75, and he said, Nina, don't screw this up. <laughs> so I said, yes. <laughs> Spoken like a man who has a lot of wisdom, right? <laughs> yes, he does. It's kind of interesting that you mentioned that you didn't know which which one it was because often when I'm here in the studio, I'll be talking to Adam and I'll tell him, my brother did this. And he'll be like, okay, which one was it? Because well, I have so many Especially in your family, yes. Yeah. You got a lot of siblings <laughs> like I do. So it's it's kind of kind of crazy how that works. But that's how our, that's actually how my family met the Pierre Bolts is because we had that in common. So, or the, yeah. So that's. That's just, another story. It's another story. <laughs> and before we digress very far, let's get into your family. Um, tell us a little bit about each of your children. Our Lana is very much like me. Uh, she's you're gonna say perfect, aren't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, she is uh, got some tremendous qualities that uh, we're working hard to develop those, and working hard to change the ones that are not so good to imitate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she's uh, definitely. Uh, a joy to have in our family. A hard worker, loves her siblings, and very uh, organized. Yep, organized. There you go. And perfectionist. She's nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Evelyn. She just tur- she just turned six uh, yesterday, actually. And she is our what we call our little bird. She is kind of flits around the house and happy go lucky and not a care in the world, uh, which is just a joy to have, um, especially when you have an older child that's so responsible and yeah. on top of yeah. things and. Reminds you if you do anything wrong. A control freak. <laughs> yep, that one too. <laughs> um, it can be a good good thing to have. And then, we, of course, we have Bennett, and he is four and a half. And um, he's also just a joy. He likes to just go through life and happy-go-lucky, and not much gets him down, um, which is a testimony in itself, which we'll get into later. But those are our kids. <laughs> okay, as you alluded to, um, your son is Bennett, and he has dealt with, some pretty major health issues most of his life. Could you uh, tell us about his diagnosis? Yes. Bennett has what's called mitochondrial disease, and that is when the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of our cells, do not work properly, which means they do not convert food and oxygen into the energy that our body and our cells use uh, to run, to bump, uh, pump our hearts and to circulate our blood. So in his case, um, it affects his autonomic nervous system, so things like temperature control, circulation, um, many of our automatic body functions. Also, his muscles, he has low tone, which makes him very floppy. Um, and then also his intestinal system is very, uh, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> it, it's kind of here and there. So he uses um, a feeding tube to eat most of his nutrition, um, and he carries that around in a backpack uh, 18 hours a day. And then he's also on supplemental oxygen therapy, so he is hooked up to a concentrator also uh, 24-7, and that just helps regulate his body and give him a little boost of energy that he needs to keep functioning. You know, when I I hear about people like Bennett, it, it reminds me, even with my disabilities and my uh, limitations, how blessed I am to to be in the situation I am and to to not have things like needing to take supplements or to, to be on oxygen. I'm just so blessed. But it's neat to see how God has 
continued to work in your life, um, despite the fact that he chose to um, allow Bennett to go through these things. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, I wanted to know, how old was he when you first realized he wasn't a normal baby? Uh, he was less than a year old. Uh, he was wow. born about two months premature and was in NICU for a month and had him home for about three weeks when one night he unexplainedly just stopped breathing. And we almost lost him, but uh, obviously he's still here, so praise the Lord he pulled through, uh, but spent two weeks, uh, well, really a week fighting for his life and then another week recovering. Um, and it just a continual battle after that point um, with developing eating and digestion issues and it was about a two-year road to mm -hmm. figure out exactly what was going on. But, um, yeah, he was only less than three months old, and we knew that it's more than just premature. I know I was somewhere in the one- or two-year-old range when a doctor told my parents that I would never walk. And they made a lot of other pronouncements about me. Fortunately, a lot of them I've been able to prove wrong. But I can't imagine what it must have been like for you guys or for my parents to receive news like that. For me, it was hard in its own way, but one of the benefits I had was that I didn't know any different. You know, I, I really am thankful today that I didn't have to go through a period of being perfectly healthy and then getting in a car accident or something like that and ending up crippled because I wouldn't have wanted to adjust and I probably wouldn't have made the adjustment that well. Uh, that being said, I um, know that I went through my own struggles in my teenage years, coming to grips with the way God made me. My parents were very, uh, very patient with me and God was very patient with me. And, and I got to the point where I accept, finally came to acceptance um, for the way God made me and, and the fact that he could use me perhaps in spite of, or even more importantly, because of the limitations that he's given me. Absolutely. And that's why we're here today, because of some of the doors that he's opened. So I'm very grateful for that. So um, this might be a slightly uncomfortable question, but uh, what is Bennett's prognosis as far as his health? Well, mitochondrial disease has several different faces to it, and each child can progress at a different rate. It is a progressive life-threatening, essentially lethal disease, um, especially in children that are diagnosed um, at the age of two or younger. Statistics show most children that have been diagnosed or have medical interventions before the age of two, such as Bennett, their prognosis is about uh, five to ten years of age. Mm. Um. Is there anything that people in our listening audience can do if they, if they want to help uh, people like you guys deal with um, myocardial disease or any any causes they can donate to or give to? Well, we set up an, a group on Facebook called Bennett's Green Team, and our mission there is to raise awareness about mitochondrial disease and also to raise funds for a treatment that's in clinical trials. It's not a cure, but it has shown great promise in some of the children that they have treated to at least slow down the disease, which would be a huge breakthrough uh, for 
us because that could buy us time until they could come out with a better treatment. How, how big is the trial right now? Right now there's about 100 patients, um, and they're expecting to roll out similar uh, sister trials okay. within the next six months to a year, so hopefully more patients after that. Bennett's currently on a waiting list um, for one of the trials, but we really won't know anything for several months. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing, and hopefully people will connect with Bennett's Green Team. They can get the information on Facebook, right? That's correct. Um, all they have to do is go to the Facebook search window and search Bennett's Green Team, right? That's correct. It's a group, and um, they can ask to join the group, and we keep it updated with different information about the treatments and also a link to his fundraiser page, which is through the Lucille Packard Children's Hospital. Um, and at Stanford. That's the hospital that's running a lot of the uh, programs. All right. Well, I would definitely encourage my listeners to do that. I am going to do that myself in the coming days and try to keep uh, in touch with Bennett and his green team and see how things progress with the treatments. But it is very important for people to be involved and become aware so that they can make a difference because people people can make a difference. I think we we kind of Absolutely. make that mistake in a lot of areas of life that one person can't make a difference. But if a hundred people believe that lie that one person can't make a difference, that's a hundred people not making a difference. So let's let's kind of flip that and say one person can make a difference and see what happens when a bunch of one people get together. And especially when they have God on their side. God plus anyone is a majority, so that's a pretty exciting prospect. Well, um, my next question, and then I'll, I'll send it over to Adam for a question that he might have for you, is what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned through having this experience with Bennett? Well, trusting God for one. Uh, not, not only for <laughs> Bennett's health, but just for his life in many times. Um, and the the stress uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally that you go through uh, for all the medical inter interventions that we've had to uh, put Bennett through, um, we have had to trust the Lord to get us through. Uh, sometimes it's one hour at a time. I mean, there have been times it's been one minute at a time, and uh, just trusting the Lord to uh, pull us through no matter what the outcome and trusting him definitely one of the biggest lessons is trusting him. Uh, he's proven himself faithful. And also that people out there are so incredibly kind and generous. Mm -hmm. Strangers, you know, coming up to us and asking what his name is so they can remember to pray for him or asking about his condition. Uh, friends and family just out of the blue, you know, uh, taking our girls so that we can get out for a little while or dropping a meal off at the hospital and just realizing how tight-knit the body of Christ can be, as well as how global it is, which is just a huge encouragement for us and for families like us to know that um, God is working through other people's hands. And I think that's what's impressed me the most through this, is that he has shown himself incredibly strong through the body of Christ. Adam, do you have any questions? I do. You know, uh, James, you mentioned where sometimes it, it, it seems like it's it's minute by minute. Yeah. Especially when you can receive news like this and, and the uh, things you guys have to do through daily life that not everybody out there really has to experience. 
uh, we can find so much comfort in God's Word. And do you guys have like a favorite Bible verse that really just carries you along through, especially maybe the past couple years or so? One of mine is James 1 verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials and temptations of many kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Um, God puts us through trials to to test us, to stretch us, and to grow us, and to keep that in mind, uh, knowing that he's going to use it in the future to be able to use us in a way that he couldn't have before, uh, or just simply to draw us closer to him, to teach us more about him. Uh, we, I've definitely found that to be true uh, in my life and everything that uh, Nina and I have been through together with Bennett. That's awesome. That's so cool to remember, too, you know, because there's times where we kind of want to go down kicking and screaming <laughs> when God wants to stretch us a little bit, right? But yep. it's just remembering what God has said to us in his word right there. It, it can make all the difference some days. Sometimes you, you get into this mode where you're like, okay, God, you can stop stretching me now. I, <laughs> yes. I, I know I went, I, went, <laughs> I went through a period of that just, just over the last few years. I've kind of come out of it now. But there was a period of probably two or three years where it just felt like I was being stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched. And I kept crying out to God and saying, you know, you can stop stretching now. I think I've, I've had my fill. And it was actually kind of humbling because the more he stretched, the more I realized that he saw more potential and that's why he was doing it. And I'm, I'm nowhere near arrived, but it's exciting to see what God is doing and that he remains faithful. Even when we feel like complaining, like one time I was complaining really badly about my financial situation and just um, like an hour, hour later, I got a check in the mail for $800. And so I felt very chastised because even though I was complaining, even though my attitude stunk, the Lord was still looking out for me. And I'm so thankful that he knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust and he loves us anyway. So I really appreciate you guys coming in to do the show today, and it's good to have you on. I did have one more question uh, before we close, and that is you guys are both involved in a family business, Nature's Comfort, and one of the things that we want to do here on Speaking for Him is to encourage people to patronize Christian businesses um, so they can support our Christian brothers and sisters that way. So could you tell us a little bit about Nature's Comfort? Yeah, um, we're a, a national manufacturer that uh, builds outdoor wood boilers, and we also offer pellet stoves and solar water heaters for alternative energy heating needs. And we have a dealer network throughout the USA of over 140 dealers that uh, people can go to to uh, purchase uh, heating appliances and uh, help for installation or, or servicing needs. And uh, it's it's been really neat. Um, the... Uh, the biggest uh, benefit for for me is being able to uh, work from home in today's technology age with uh, internet and cell phones and, and everything that uh, we use for operating the business. And that's made a big difference in uh, everything that we've gone through with Bennett as well. Could you give the website real quick? Yeah, it's uh, www.naturescomfortllc.com. All right. Well, thank you, James and Nina, for being here. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you very All much right, folks. Me. Well, thank you for um, joining us for the Speaking for Him podcast. Make sure that you check out Bennett's Green Team on Facebook. Check out our Facebook page. Um, like it. We're, when we get up to 100 likes, we're going to have a giveaway again. So make sure you do that. And as I always say, keep serving the best of masters.